And we're your meta sidekicks. My name's Liv. This is M. M. Say hi. And we're your sidekicks to all things metaphysical as psychic mediums, twin flames, best friends, Bart, biz, Bartness partners, business partners. We're here to talk to you about all things paranormal, metaphysical, and in between, because why the frick not? Uh, today, we're talking about the Stanley Hotel. Which really isn't the do-do-do-do, but you know. It's for the effect. It gets the people going, in the words of Veronica, our patron. Are people scared of this place? People are scared of ghosts, whether they're Ooh. a spooky ghost. Yeah, uh, whether they're, I mean, just existing, they get real freaked out. But I also get freaked out of just real people existing. So, you know. Yeah, so this is one of those things where we play Psychic Chicken, where we remote view a location. But um, we also did a reaction video where Sam and Colby go there. So I was supposed to be the one that doesn't know anything, but I actually know a lot of things. So <laughs> I don't know which is which. So I just see a dude that I drew in the picture in our video in some lady, which I'm thinking is the Stanley guy and his wife. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the Sam and Colby reaction video was pretty funny because he like rids himself of his attachment or something. Oh. On the grand yeah, staircase. Sam apparently had an attachment and they did something to make it go away or something. I'm not sure. It was the Macarena. I'm sure of it. I think they should have done a video about what the attachment does because I'm so confused. You can't just say you have an attachment and then not t- like talk about it. Right? Especially when you're a YouTuber. I mean, Content I'm- you're missing out, guys. <laughs> Better talk about your attachments when you get them. I talk about my attachment every day. Their name is M. It's a very haunting thing that was going on for her. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, maybe we just didn't miss it. Maybe we're not in like the big loop with the Sam and Colby thing and they did talk about it. And they'd be like, these girls are talking schmack on the internet. They don't even know anything. But, you know. You were talking schmack about us. They did. And then they never talked to us. We commented on that video. People liked it. People people going. In the words of Veronica. Okay. Let's talk about the Stanley Hotel. Since we did the reaction video, you can go down to the show notes and watch that on the YouTubes if you so choose. Otherwise, I'm going to talk about the history of the Stanley Hotel and then some of the hauntings. And Emma's going to talk about what she sees in the hauntings. (laughs) And then we'll go from there. I'm a big giant history nerd. So when I start reading history, I get super excited about it. So I hate history. It's like PTSD for me. I know. You got in trouble for taking notes. Yeah. I got all A's and then I got a C in history class. And every time I tried to take notes, she would scream at me because she thought I was doing my homework and I was scared of her. So I didn't tell her I wasn't doing my homework. So yeah. And I think I told you in multiple podcasts that you should tell me her name off of the podcast and then I'll send her an exploding muffin basket or one of those glitter grams. Yeah. Just glitter everywhere. Be that sparkle in her day for a long time. Anyways, the Stanley Hotel is located in Estes Park, Colorado, which is situated at the base of the Rocky Mountain National Park. Early American travelers were in awe of the beauty and bounty of the rain. Range. Range. Home on the range. Yeah, I knew that would come out of your mouth. Yeah, I I appreciate you setting me up because I fucked it up the first time, so thanks for being my hype man. (laughs) So... Before all of the white people got there, this was home to the, I think it's Ute or Ute tribes in the Arapahu nations. 
as well as lots and lots of wildlife, which sounds a lot better to me, but I also kind of like Freeland Oscar Stanley because he did a lot of interesting things. So the founder of the Stanley Hotel is named Freeland Oscar Stanley, and he traveled from the East Coast to the West Coast in 1903 in hopes of curing his consumption. And if you don't know what that is, it's not eating too much food and or cake. TB, right? Yes. Tuberculosis. That supposedly was cured back then by some fresh air, which is why we were next to mountains. Yeah. In a, a stress-free environment, a hearty diet. It just reminds me of those like commercials about the peppermints. What where peppermints? you like eat one of them and it's just and you're on top of a mountain. Oh, the York the peppermint patties. Those are my grandma's favorite. I Maybe ate a it's lot York of York peppermint patties. That's the cure for TB. Or they could have went on over to Mineral Wells, Texas and drank some of the crunchy water. While on top of a mountain because that good old fresh air. <laughs> Anyways, Freeland Oscar Stanley traveled from the East Coast to the West in 1903 in hopes of curing his consumption or tuberculosis. And if you don't know what that is, it is a bacterial infection of the lungs, at which point there was no antibiotics for, so a lot of people died from it. At the time, again, there was no cure for TB, so living in a stress-free environment and getting lots of fresh air was the doctor-prescribed recommendation for curing it. After one season of living in the fresh mountain air of Estes Park, he was cured. He vowed to himself and his wife, Flora, that they'd return each summer for the rest of their days. So I just want to talk about the fact that they went back to Estes Park, which was the place in which people were settling in Colorado. And because Freeland Oscar Stanley and his wife, Flora, were very well-to-do, I just want to talk about why they were well-to-do, because it's fucking awesome. So Freeland Oscar Stanley was born to a family where I think his mother died. So his father gave him and some of his siblings up for adoption to either his grandparents, I think it was his grandparents, to raise him. And his brother was, I think he was Francis, Francis Eugene Stanley. Yeah. I could be wrong, but Francis and Freeland were twins. And they ended up growing up. And at age nine, they started a business selling maple syrup candies to people that lived near them locally in the East Coast area. Maybe that's what we need to do. Uh, start selling ma- uh, d- that just sounds like such a random thing to start our doing. local just wake up one morning and it's like you know we should suck the sap from trees make some candies and sell them to people as a nine-year-old your jobs as a nine-year-old yeah. <laughs> the local maple fair is happening would you be my date will you eat maple candies with me when does it happen april Oh, yeah, I guess that does happen in April. I'm like, something happens Labor Day weekend, but I feel like that happens in every state. There's some sort of county fair happening on Labor Day. Mm-hmm. But Labor Day is far away. Will you be my date? Will you hold my hand, maybe? When is it? April. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I just want to eat candies with you. If you're not no. doing anything, will you be my date and look lovingly into my eyes and rot your teeth eating maple syrup candies with me? Yeah. Great. Only <laughs> if I get to be your date over Brad. <laughs> yeah. I'll hold, yeah. well, I don't know if you want to hold my hand though, because they get sweaty, but I will probably need to eat well, it. Brad at least. complains about it. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I drank like three. Okay, I'm pregnant, so I've been craving milk. And he got me like these two little pint things of milk from the gap, like the grocery store the other day, because I was like, I need the milk. And then I started getting the milk sweats. That's disgusting. It's like the meat sweats, but different. Stop drinking milk. It's disgusting. I can't. It's so good. Okay. It's so gross. Anyways, I just need people to know that at age nine, Freeland Oscar Stanley and his brother, who I believe's name is Francis without looking it up, just insert Deadpool meme here, 
decided to sell maple syrup candies at age nine. Then they educated themselves, even though they weren't like, they were like middle-class people, I believe. They educated themselves. His brother went off and like made the like tin imprints for photographs, I guess. And like just made bank on that. They got so much money from doing this photo tin photography stuff and made patents on it. And then they decided to just build a whole bunch of things. And at this point he was like, I want to start investing all of this money that I have now from being in photographic tin prints into steam powered cars. So Freeland Oscar Stanley and his brother created the Stanley motor car, which were these giant fucking like, okay, take a carriage, like a horse drawn carriage, subtract the carriage, take the little thingies that go on either side of the horse, whack those doodles off and then make it steam powered. They broke the land speed record in like 1926 or something doing 170 miles an hour in a steam powered fucking car. Yeah. It's like, um, the legend of Korra. Yeah. (laughs) It's very dangerous. Steam powered things. The reason, uh, combustion engines with gasoline took precedence over them is because they have a less likelihood of absolutely exploding under pressure and just like wreaking havoc with shrapnel everywhere. So the fact that they were like, I'm going to send it is so funny to me. And then they sold their steam powered car business to some guy that ended up converting. Well, there was two of them. One of them broke. They had like one of those boy brand breakups, the people that they sold their steam powered car company to. And the one guy was like, I'm going to invest in combustion engines. And the other guy's, I'm going to keep investing in steam powered engines. And then they both just went. And then Freeland and his brother were like, well, we're just going to start a new company. Why the fuck not? Because we can. And then adding to the things that rich people do, he's like, I'm going to make a hotel where it saved my life in Colorado. In the mountains. In the mountains. Fresh air. Yeah. On the range. So because Estes Colorado wasn't to the high standards of their society ways after making so much money, starting with making maple syrup candies at the age of nine. Was there anything near the hotel? Mountains. Well, I know that. (laughs) I mean, like civilization. Usually you stay at a hotel because there's civilization nearby. Well, there was civilization there, but when they went to go visit, it wasn't the high society stuff that they were used to. It was people just living in like, Okay, they called them, what was it? Homesteaders. I don't know what that means. It was homesteaders and campers that were just there. Like some shacks? Yeah. So they were staying in like little tiny rooms. Let's elevate this. Let's put a giant building on top of your little houses. Exactly. Goodbye, people. (laughs) So on July 4th, 1909 to 1910, he and his wife, Flora, opened the grandiose Stanley Hotel, which was designed and built by them. It was 48 rooms. There was electricity throughout the entire building, in-suite bathrooms, uniform staff, telephones that people could use, and a fleet of Stanley automobiles at their service. Guests of high class and those in hopes of overcoming consumption were in awe of their new lodgings. So imagine arriving in Estes, Colorado, and there's a steam-powered car there sent to you from the hotel to pick your ass up and take you, and they're like, there's electricity in all of these rooms and you can poop without going outside. Wow. Exactly. But is there civilization around it now? There is now. Boy. And it's all because of Freeland Oscar Stanley. It's just interesting that they like, let's build a hotel in the middle of nowhere next to a mountain. Yeah. Because usually people stay at hotels to like do things. 
in mm. the city. <laughs> well, I tried to figure out where he actually stayed when he went to Estes, Colorado to be cured of consumption because I couldn't find records of like a TB hospital there. I think he just had enough money from all of his business ventures, like selling maple syrup, whatever, to just stay wherever he wanted in Estes, Colorado at like the best place they could probably put him at, which was maybe like a little tiny like hosta or something. But when he saw that, he was like, I can make this way better because I don't want to keep staying in these crappy ass houses when I come and visit places. So he's like, I'm just going to build it. And if you build it, they will come. And that's exactly what happened. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So, fun fact, Freeland was going to name the hotel after the man he bought the land from. So the land he bought to build the hotel on was from this guy whose name is the 4th Earl of Dunraven. That's the duty head. That's the duty head, yeah. Yeah, because they were like, don't name it after the duty head, name it after yourself. Yeah. However, locals despised this man so fiercely that when Freeland proposed the namesake, 180 people, which is probably every fucking person that lived in Estes, Colorado at the time, walked up to him with a buck sign petition signed and said, please just name the fucking hotel after yourself. We hate this asshole. He probably liked it too. That that many people like hated him. <laughs> like, you guys know my name? That's great. That's great. <laughs> Glad to hear it. So I was perplexed as why so many people of Estes would hate this Dunraven dude so much. So I found out that apparently this Dunraven guy used his 15,000 acres that he has from just being a fucking duke of whatever. And like, I think it was Ireland or Scotland. Mm-hmm. He used to hunt on, he just took all of this, this land from the natives because the government sucks And when he wasn't just hunting on native lands and pillaging beautiful bunny rabbits and stuff, he was trying to solicit the townspeople's ladies to be prostitutes for him. He would even approach men, like married men's wives and be like, hey, do you want to like have sexy time at my place with some other people? And they're like, please, sir, you're disgusting. Please don't talk to me anymore. And the husbands were like, darn tootin', what are you doing? And then he got a good one two in the face yeah and then stanley's like can i buy this line he's like please take it from me they've tried to lynch me three times (laughs) i can't keep living here everybody hates me he was a duty head he probably likes being told he's a duty head i mean probably like you know my name at least he was smart enough to sell his land and get the fuck out of town though (laughs) some people don't do that you know so anyways upon opening the hotel the stanley hotel it was alleged to be one of the few in the world powered entirely by electricity however there was a big old giant storm and it knocked out the electricity because at this time when the hotel was built there was no electricity in all of estes estes wasn't really a thing at this point so even though the hotel was powered by electricity it wasn't from a central plant they had to generate their own electricity so yeah so the electricity got knocked out and being the smart innovative man that he was he also had auxiliary gas lighting systems throughout the entire place so if the electricity failed you could use gas instead yeah he sounds like the man from legend of Korra. i don't know who the man is the like 
really pretty lady that like got with Cora. Oh, her and dad. <laughs> doesn't he end up being evil though? I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, that's what it sounds like. Maybe he's the duty head. Stanley is. No, the guy in the Legend of Korra. Dunraven is the duty head. Yeah, got it. Okay. So anyways, upon opening the hotel, it was alleged to be one of the few in the world powered entirely by electricity. However, lack of available power in- induced the installation of an auxiliary auxiliary gas lighting system on June 11th. However, on June 25th, just a few days after all of the gas powered stuff was installed and checked and whatever, the day after the pipes had been filled, an explosion occurred that injured a maid and damaged the structure of the entire building, though contemporary newspaper articles differ on certain details of said explosion. Some accounts differ in the name and number of people who were injured at this uh, hotel. The accepted story, roughly, is that a maid was injured in the explosion but not killed. Other embellishments say that eight people were injured. The maid was from PA and was blown from the second floor to the first floor, breaking both of her ankles. But either way, whatever story you're reading from whatever newspaper somewhere, her name may or may not have been Elizabeth, and no matter what last name was used, no account of a maid by the said last name was ever recorded in Estes, let alone working for the Stanley So Hotel. So we'll just say that a maid was injured but did not die. Your cat's eating your food. No! I hate you! Possible facts and embellishments of said explosion in the hotel. Because we're going to start getting into the reasons why it may or may not be haunted. Because that's, you know, I, I gave you the history of the Stanley. that It was built, you know. So, possible facts and or embellishments of first said explosion at the Stanley Hotel. The maid's name was Elizabeth Wilson. The maid's name was Elizabeth Wilf. I'm not going to be able to say this. Wilson. Wilson! And she was a longtime chambermaid for the hotel. A nasty storm had blown out the electricity, so her job was to light the gas lamps for each occupant's rooms so they could see when they were walking around. However, one of the guests blew out their gas lamps but didn't turn off the gas, which is a dick move, if you ask me. But then, back then, the gas was not marked with the smell like it is today, so when she entered the room with her candle light as a guest, you know, to, like, light all the things... 10% of the hotel exploded. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She just walked in there with her candle trying to like do her fucking job. Yeah. And just 10% of it was gone. Mind you, it was like 170,000 square feet. So that's like, what, 70,000 square feet? (laughs) The whole place was just blown up. And we're more worried about her well-being than the place. I mean, that's a lot of an explosion though. And she survived. Yeah. (laughs) Could you imagine? Here lies Elizabeth. She lived so long after literally... She died of old age, even though she wasn't an explosion. (laughs) Yeah, that's a pretty badass thing. So to give the perspective, oh, okay, the hotel was 70,000 square feet. So that means that approximately 7,000 square feet of it was destroyed, rocketing her to the first floor dining room below. It was said that Freeland was so devastated that he paid all of her hospital bills, paid for all of her children to go to college, promoted her to head maid, gave her employment for the rest of her days and housing on site and furnished her from ever having to light another gas lamp again. He was like, that is not your job, sister. Yeah. Which I don't is, remember talking to her, but I think I talked to her in the video. So mm-hmm. you're welcome. <laughs> so she was like really old and she was wearing one of the like old black and black and white maid outfits or something. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. 
I don't get any angry vibes from her. I think the fact that she wasn't really injured, I mean, I'm sure she probably had medical bills. And that 7,000 7, square feet was probably blown up. And then we talked about how she said, wait, she fell through the floor? According to some newspaper embellishments, but it's never been actually recorded. Well, she says that's why she isn't as badly burned. She mm. fell through the floor. Sorry. So I was like, were you burned? Because that would cause you to like not be okay and to be angry about it. And she was like, well, I fell through the floor. So most of the fire was upstairs. Mm. Yeah. I think like, if I didn't fall through the floor, I probably would be dead. <laughs> so I don't know if that's true, but that's what she said. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. I think she also talked about how when she lit the lamp, it was on one of the external floors. So like the outside of everything blew off and it blew her towards the inside of the building. Yeah. Instead of throwing her outside, <laughs> <laughs> which would be problemsome more so than it already is. So anyways, because of Freeland's investment in his hotel, many other updated infrastructure was added to the area. So by 1917, Estes Park was incorporated into the census and also was the reason for the creation of the Rocky Mountain National Park in 1915. So without him, Estes Park wouldn't be an actual registered city in the United States and the Rocky Mountain National Park would not have been preserved because he bought that land, I believe, and was like, we should do something with it. Yeah. So that's really cool. However, by the 1970s, the hotel had fallen out of its lustrous prime due to the passing of Freeland in the late 1940s. The hotel was said to be a labor of love to him. So once he passed, no one was there to front the bill. It was said that when he was alive, people only really, only really visited there in the summertime because skiing wasn't a thing. It wasn't really like a fun thing to do because you get you had a higher probability of dying a lot easier. So it wasn't fun. People would just go there in the summer, enjoy the mountain and, you know, the fresh air and whatever, and then go home. So because of this, he uh, spent a lot of money just putting into the hotel to make sure that it didn't go bankrupt because he just loved it a lot. It was his thing. So mm -hmm. when he died, there was no one just paying money for the hotel. So one fall evening after the 1970s, you know, whatever, the, the hotel was still running, but it was not its same pretty whatever. So one fall evening at one point in time, Stephen and Tabitha King checked into the hotel as many of its seasonal visitors left for the winter. After roaming the halls of the desolate mammoth of the hotel, Stephen King went back to his room mulling over ideas for his working book titled Dark Shine. When he arrived back at his room, he moved back the pink bathroom curtain to reveal a clawfoot bathtub. And according to interviews, the appearance of the historic bathtub piqued the question in his mind, what if someone died here? Thus, he started using the stately hotel and its lack of guests, giving it the sort of, I don't know, desolate, scary, haunted ambiance to draw inspiration to write one of his most famous works, The Shining. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of different interviews and he says a lot of different things. He's like, the Stanley Hotel was not at all used for any inspiration in this book. But everybody says so, though. Well, he also says so in other interviews that it was like he saw the Clawfoot bathtub and he's like, it was the halls were so whatever and it was weird. So... Oh, yeah, there's a room associated to that, right? Exactly. So a weird thing in the it's under the bed. Mm -hmm. So he stayed. <laughs> gives Stephen, people nightmares. Stephen King stayed in room 217, where numerous interviews, he reported these things. I guess when he was staying in the room, he had a dream with his son that was 
being his son was being like chased by a hose or something i don't know maybe that's why there's a little boy in was this the, the shining that inspired the shining yes i only remember bits and pieces there's like some crazy dude that like smashes his head through a wall and he's like here's shoddy and then there's like this little boy that like talks to his finger and his finger tells some evil things I mean, I don't know where he got the finger and the hose from. Maybe he was like, it can't be a hose. It has to be a finger. But I, according to one interview, he said that when he was staying at the Stanley Hotel, he had a dream where his son was being chased by a fire hose or a hose. Well, no, his, his finger in the movie, I think, told him to do bad things. Okay. So he wasn't being chased by his finger. Got it. If you're trying to make that correlation. No. I'm okay. not. I'm just, just saying this is what sure. he said. I, maybe he had the dream and he was like, it can't be a hose. Maybe his finger makes more sense. Finger. Yeah. Like, uh, what it is also it? could be wrong. So wasn't there a boil? What, what was that? In Timmy Fairly Godparents, the kid that had a boil on his head that would tell him to do bad things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he also said that there was a maid who would float in and out of his room. So in room 217, Nowadays, it is not as big as it once was. Room 215 is right next to it. And what is said that 215 and 217 used to be one big room. Now they're two separate rooms. And a maid just will literally go in through one wall and walk right through the other. And people She's say... She's on that timeline. Well, yeah, exactly. Where the rooms were one, not two. Exactly. So apparently he saw the maid you know, floating in and out of the room. And he also said that when he was walking around in the desolate halls of the Stanley Hotel, he saw people in the ballroom, which is very Hawthorne Hotel-y. Do you think we can see parallel universe timelines? Fuck, yeah. (laughs) People (laughs) show us different timelines all the time, so I don't see why we wouldn't be able to see parallel universe timelines, especially the fact that I talked to your future self and in one future self, they showed me you were the girl. And then the one that I talked to, you were a boy. So that's an alternate timeline of future selves. No, I mean like how this lady's walking through a room that was like once one before. Mm-hmm. Could we see that happening, but from a parallel universe? <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? I don't think I'm smart enough to understand what you're saying. Are you is it like the Bigfoot theory? No. Oh, because I, don't I think know. that's actually happening. Okay, like ghost. Like you're talking about residual energy of things happening. Yeah, would we be able to see the residual energy of a parallel universe? <laughs> I feel like theoretically yes, but my spirit guides are telling me no, unless it was ultimately very important for you to know. Cool. Just wanted to know. Okay. <laughs> They're like, it's a big if there, Chancho, but. Yeah, because that's what my spirit guides say, too. Okay, good. My spirit guides say we're not on the same frequency of light in order to see other timelines in that way. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. All right. So, the Stanley Hotel inspired the Overlook Hotel in Stephen King's 1977 best-selling novel, The Shining, and its 1980 film adaptation and filming location for the related 1997 TV miniseries. Fun fact, Darkshine was originally intended to be t- written taking place in an abandoned theme park, but I guess he got to the, the Stanley Hotel and no one was there, and he was like, this is creepy, and decided to go with that. So, let's get into the hauntings. Dun-dun. 
Despite a peaceful early history in the years following the publication of The Shining, the Stanley Hotel gained a reputation as a setting for paranormal activity. It has hosted numerous paranormal investigators and appeared in shows such as Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures. The hotel has also offered guided tours which feature spaces reputed to be exceptionally active. Room 217, the room that Stanley King, no, Stephen King stayed in. Is it Stephen King? Stephen King? I think it's Stephen King, and he's one of those guys that spells his name Stephen but says it's Stephen. I don't read books. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Anyways, 217 is said to be the most haunted room. That maid that King saw is believed to be the ghost of Elizabeth, the maid from the gas explosion. Wait, they think Elizabeth? Oh, Elizabeth, they think is the maid that's in there. Yes. Oh, got it. I thought they were talking about the weird skittery thing under the base, under the bed. And I was like, um, why? (laughs) She walks from one side of the room and through the wall to the other. However, in her day, Rue 217 and 215 used to be one big suite. So it's said that she's used to walking from room to room as it used to be. But, you know, Em also has an idea of that because everybody manifests ideas of the hotel now. And I want to preface that all of the people that work at the hotel also say that, like, there was never any, like, exponentially horrible deaths. There was no children deaths reported. There wasn't... Surprising for a hotel. A lot of people to take care of. Exactly. Well, the only thing that really happened tragically... there was a giant explosion in one side of the building and no one died. And nobody died at all. So... Is that fresh air? (laughs) It's got good juju, I guess. It's got some fresh air. It's probably one of the chakras of the world. Oh, my God. I'm not even going to start with that. Anyways. (laughs) Go on. I just wanted to say that every, like, all of the personnel that work there say that even if it is haunted, there has never been a malicious or scary haunting at all whatsoever in any way, shape, or form. They've only said that it's been, like, normal-ass people. Well, there was a dark thing that's underneath the bed that gives you nightmares. In 217? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you- It's poltergeisty, so if you don't believe that it's scary, it won't be there for you. Exactly. Yeah. So- It's like the stuff in the Bel Air house. And that's because people have manifested the scary idea of it because of him staying in that room. Got it. So, (laughs) fun fact, room 217 is booked 10 years in advance. And because of Stephen King's, you know, book there, there is a hotel channel that only plays The Shining movies on replay 24-7. So, if you stay at the Stanley Hotel, whether you're on the 10-year waiting list to be in room 217 or not, you can just watch The Shining movie the entire time. But it didn't happen there, right? The Shining movie? Yeah. They actually did in 1997 the TV miniseries. Okay, so the 1980 film adaptation of the book was shot somewhere else in a different hotel, but Stephen King didn't like it. He was like, this sucks. I'm going to make my own TV miniseries. So he did, and then they actually filmed it in the Stanley Hotel, but it did worse than the movie. So then they just stopped making it. Well, so... There was the miniseries that was shot at the Stanley Hotel. So, the hauntings continue. Flora Stanley is said to be playing music in the music room and next to it when other people are trying to play their music. She played piano, and she's also seen in the music room and on the grand staircase. In a red dress? I always see her in a red dress. When she's, like, in the lobby area-ish. Where the big staircase is. Sounds about right. Oh, I wanted to say something I didn't say in the video. What? So when we reacted to Sam and Colby, 
every time I see this freaking hotel and I've never been there, I always see it with like pink walls and green carpet all the time. Like Pepto-Bismol and like hunt green type shit. Well, I guess when they were redoing rooms of the hotel, they ended up finding like a spot that was just walled off and not made into a room because it was kind of just awkward leftovers of one room that they just like redid. So when they looked at the carpet and got underneath the like paint or whatever on the plaster for the walls, the carpet was green and the wallpaper was pink flowers. Weird. Right? And in, in Sam and Colby's video, I figured that when we watched the video... That is the exact colors I would see of the hotel now. No, they were showing it of like the old hotel. And yes. I just wanted to tell you that because it's been bothering me since we did that video so long ago. And now, and when I read that or listened to it, I was like, no, my life is a lie. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. I want green carpet and f- pink floral wallpaper in my house. So anyways, Freeland Stanley is seen overseeing the running of the hotel just like when he was alive. So like no big deal there. He's just walking around doing his thing. And I do want to say that the pictures that M drew of Flora and Freeland was uh, very accurate. Freeland is very like tall and thin with a mustache. And Flora always keeps her hair up in that quintessential Victorian-esque 1900s bun. Yeah. So, yeah. I didn't know who they were before (laughs) I told you about them. They're really cute. There was a picture of them in one of their old Stanley auto steamer cars, whatever, and it's adorable. Just imagine going around the mountains of Colorado in a little steam-powered b- buggy. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. cute. <laughs> um, okay, so on the fourth floor, Dunraven is believed to haunt it. That that Earl dude that no one liked, which doesn't make sense to me. But anyways, that floor was the nanny floor used for the guests' children. So when highfalutin guests would stay there, their kids would come with them, and then when they were out doing, I don't know, adulty things like smelling fresh air or something, the kids would be on the fourth floor with the nannies. Yeah, I don't think that dude is there. Well, people say that he steals jewelry and puts it somewhere else and that they can smell tobacco smoke from him. The flashlight game is the best way he likes to talk. And that's how, without seeing him, paranormal investigators believe that they're talking to the fourth Earl of Dunraven. But Em and I think that's a load of malarkey and that the cowboy's just lying. <laughs> yeah, that's who I saw. <laughs> yeah, I saw a cowboy too. I was like, this Dunraven dunce is not up here. No. <laughs> he would not show his face there. They wouldn't let him. Yeah, he's like annoyed that people try to talk to him because they uh, don't give him respect in the way he <laughs> wants to be respected. They think he's a duty yet. Yeah, but the cowboy guy is very um, funny. And if I was a cowboy... I would also tell people that I was the Dunraven guy. Well, especially if he's, like, doing poltergeist activity, like, stealing people's jewelry. Just blame it on someone no one likes. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. I like it. (laughs) So, there are children ghosts on the property apparently heard all the time, mainly on the fourth floor, which is the nanny floor. They can be heard whispering in closets. One little boy is said to wake children up to play with them. One turns on TVs and lights, and one girl likes to play peekaboo on the staircase. Although there's no accounts of children dying on the property at all. I assume that whether it's active or residual, children just like to be there. So They like, get brought there by their family because mm-hmm. their family goes and visits. Exactly. So 
That's cute. They don't have to die there. <laughs> no, they do not have to die there. One man took a picture on the staircase and there was a woman and a child in the picture, like I guess super clearly. Another man took a picture of a person in a window to a room that had been closed off for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know you had something to say about this during the video. I don't remember. So. Oh, you were like, he's like, ha ha, no one's going to know. How are they going to know? It's really going to freak them out. Because <laughs> why the freak not? If yeah. you, you were like, if I was a ghost, I would do the same mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> For sure. Oh, okay. So in room 302, there is a male ghost shadow walking near the walls. Photos on the wall will fly off the walls. And Grant, the ghost hunter, or like, or Grant, the dude from Ghost Hunters, saw the table in the room levitate when he was changing film in his camera. So it wasn't caught on film. Wow. Em and I are skeptical of this, so, you know. Yeah, it always happens when your camera is off. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we've gone to some, I feel like now... We can talk like we're actual paranormal investigators because we've gone to some places, you know. Uh huh. And the last place we went to uh-huh. freaked me the fizzuck out. But that's because I'm. Well, a you told me that that was the place you liked the most because there were people there and not dark things. It is still the place that I liked the most. <laughs> However, was it the place that I was most viscerally uh, influenced by a soul of a duty head? Fuck yeah. And if I saw a table levitating, I would tell people that. But if it wasn't caught on camera, I would not tell people that. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. We'll talk about this when we do our other. We won't went to remember a, it. Just tell me now. We went to a place that ghost hunters went to. And they have footage oh. that they say is paranormal. And we've de- debunked it. Like 100% debunked it. And we'll talk about it in that podcast. But I remember. I'm so. No, I'll forever remember because that was the highlight of the night for me. Jesus. It was great. I was like, no, why is it great? This is awesome. Anyways. So I feel like as now as a ghost hunter person, I would not be like, I saw a table levitating if I, if I did not put it on the camera. Like probably didn't. You would. uh, I'd be like, it probably was levitating because my ass was eating Taco Bell on it. Taco Bell. (laughs) That's the ghost hunting food. Anyways. Because it's the only place open. Dude, and it's so good. I want Taco Bell it's tonight. Not that good. It's so good. No, it's not. So good. I like this. Okay, the baby likes spicy food. Those hot Cheez-Its. Gross. Literally the only thing I want to eat at all points in time that have not grossed me out or made me want to throw up is the hot Tabasco Cheez-Its and Taco Bell. Disgusting. Moving on. Room 413. Several guests say that there have been an apparition of a man in old-fashioned clothes in the corner of the room. And that his face shows up in a mysterious blue ball on the door of the room. There's also a man named Eddie who used to show up with a gross smell. (laughs) So he was nicknamed the smelly man, which I guess hurt his feelings because now when he appears, he appears with a pleasant smell. But people say that his presence feels super uncomfortable. However, there is one medium that says he had a super hard life, which is probably why he gives off a grumpy presence. Jason of Ghost Hunters had a glass on his nightstand that exploded slash shattered on the nightstand while doing an investigation. It's because someone was trying to practice their vocals. (laughs) Yep. You got to make it the same frequency as the glass. I'm watching someone do a try to do it on TikTok. She has yet to succeed. (laughs) But she like puts a little straw in there and she goes, "Ah!" but she like 
clings it to see what the frequency of the glass is. Mm. And then it, if she's on the right frequency, the the straw moves around in the glass. Do you think fun. if the glass actually exploded, that's how it happens? The the ghost just matches the frequency. I mean, I don't know. I'm just telling you because <laughs> I thought it was funny. Sandy, one of our patrons, sent in a listener story that I, I'm just going to put on Patreon. But it was about how her mom was having a heated debate with herself talking about this person that she didn't like. And she picked up this giant, like, you know, like this the glass salad plates, you know? She, like, turned around when she was walking, washing the glasses and was like, this is Narnia! I hate this man! And I guess the glass, like, shattered in her hands. <laughs> so I don't know if she, like, put off the frequency of shattering the glass or if she actually just broke it with her hands, but maybe... I don't know. I don't know. You're talking about the, the frequencies. It makes sense, well, I though. Mean, I know. But was she holding it? She was holding it. So maybe she broke it. Yes. You know how in, like... Movies, they're like, oh, and then, oh, wow. <laughs> and they actually just smash it against the wall. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I would have to, like, see it in person to watch someone do that. You know what I'm saying? We could do it. Because uh, I feel like it could happen. But also, I don't know if we can make it happen. Now we have a hallway story. <laughs> I mean, we could ask a, a, a ghost to shatter a glass. But we have to have safety glasses while you we're there. You would be cool with that. You're not okay with them doing like, like in our microphone moving. I think if we asked them to shatter a glass, then that would be we, fine. That's what we were doing with Patrick. And you're like, absolutely don't move that. Well, that's because he was talking. Can you move this just? And you're like, no, absolutely don't do that. We didn't have safety glasses. <laughs> it was moving a vase an inch. <laughs> and what if it accidentally exploded? I don't think that would happen and considering... Patrick did it right beforehand. <laughs> all right. Anyways, all right. All right. There's a hallway story. So I guess siblings were wandering the hallway and they said they noticed a hole in the wall. Just random ass fucking hole. And when they looked into it, there was a spiral staircase that led into a pitch blackness. But then when they all looked back, they were like, Zoink, Scooby, what was that? There was nothing there. It was normal. The wall was fine. What do you think? What? Do you think that there was a, a hole in the wall to a parallel universe down a spiral staircase to pitch black nothingness and Beelzebub was at the bottom like... No, Beelzebub's in the country. <laughs> Says the fucking internet. <laughs> I sold my soul to him. Was it a good time? It was a time. We already had a conversation about this. You can't sell your soul to a demon. No, I have. No, you have not. That's a lie. <laughs> During that podcast, I sold my soul to him. You asked him, and he was like, I don't eat garbage. Oh, that's rude. (laughs) Sorry, that was really mean. (laughs) (laughs) I sold my soul to him, and whether it's garbage or not, he has it. He had to recycle it. It's like having my heart. (laughs) It's like having my heart, but it's different. I have your heart. Well, you don't have my soul because I sold it to the house of him. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Anyways. Then we have the basement ballroom story. So there was a sister. These sisters got to a room after detouring from their scheduled. It says tour, but I assume it was a paranormal tour. They got bored and they were like, screw this. We're blowing this popsicle stand. So they they uh, detoured from their scheduled tour and they found a room that had a bunch of white cloths draped all over everything. And it was the ballroom in the basement of the hotel, I guess. I don't know what the story says. So they were like, 
we're going to play ghost. And they started taking pictures of, th- of themselves under the sheets. But when they came back, all the pictures that they took on their cell phone were gone. But everything before and after the pictures were taken were present. Or they didn't take the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's what I think. The table levitating due to Taco Bell. <laughs> and we just never hit the go button. Yeah. That I'm, I, I mean, I feel like if the pictures that were there before and after were there, then you probably just didn't take the pictures. If the ghosts are going to mess with it, they're going to get rid of all of it or like none of it. Yeah, I don't know. I think it would be more believable if all of the pictures that you took and all the pictures after with people that were physically there were gone. And the people were like, I didn't take them. Anyways, <laughs> we had a listener story that was pretty cool. Where they like took pictures of this girl and her like eyes changed and this person was like, I literally took those pictures and I didn't delete them off your phone. And she's like, what the fuck? You deleted them off my phone. And she's like, no, I didn't delete them off your phone. So it's like two people that are arguing about it. And this is just not as easy. Anyways, (laughs) in the bathrooms, shampoo bottles were thrown at people from the edge of the bathtub. It was me. Dude, what is up with bathrooms? Bathrooms are weird. We should just not go in bathrooms at haunted places anymore. I'm okay if they're just like single bathrooms. Group bathrooms are no go for you. <laughs> no, group bathrooms are not after 9 p.m. <laughs> not, not after 9 p.m. That's when group farting starts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in room 1302, a guest has heard voices. Okay. A guest had their voice recorder thrown off of a table and the windows were open and closed by themselves. I, I imagine this happening all at the same time. The windows just opening and closing sporadically chaotically and then just the the voice recorder just falls off the table like straight through the air at Mach 4 into another dimension well you think the ghost was trying to speak into it but they spoke into it too hard and opened the windows and it just you know maybe group farting started at 9 p.m and they had to open the windows yeah i really want to collab with that guy (laughs) that probably won't happen i know he's too cool also, very different content. I just want to talk to his ostriches. He has one ostrich. And his clappy blappies. Mm-hmm. would love to talk to the clappy blappies. He has four of them. I could ask. He has four now? Mm-hmm. I thought he only had two. He has four now. God damn it. I'm missing everything. Yeah. You can solve the problem. <laughs> only you have the problem ability to not be an idiot. Anyways, in room 401, men don't feel welcome. And a feeling of pressure for them to leave. A glass of water has shattered. And closet doors open and close on their own. In room 407, there is a, I guess, a fucking soul that just walks around and tucks people into bed. Guests will kick off the covers in the night, but they'll be woken up to being perfectly tucked back into bed. Like You think that's a maid, like, resetting the bed? A hundred percent. While they're in it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just, like, some it's old really cute funny. granny that's just like, oh, dear, come here. No, I feel like they're resetting the bed like they're not in it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I think that there's someone that, like, physically, consciously does it and just tucks you the fuck in. <laughs> that would be me as a ghost. I think that's what we talked about in the video. I was like, I would, I would tuck you in. I would be the maid. The other day. Resetting the bed while you're in it. <laughs> uh, the other day I uh, had to wake up really early and Bradley was still sleeping. So I went over to like go give him a kiss on his little cheeky cheek while he was sleeping. Dude fucking elbowed me. Mm-hmm. Drew, the same thing. drew the fucking bows out. Started Scary. swinging. Don't and- touch me while I'm sleeping. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> 
So anyways, he woke up and he's like, I got a terrible crick in my neck. I'm like, that's what you get for swinging bows at me when I was trying to tell you that I love you. Did you try putting him back in there and resetting the bed with him in there? I did try tucking him in a little bit, but you know. You didn't do it tight enough. I guess not because he's got a crick in his neck. (laughs) Anyways, in 407 where people get tucked into bed by no one, uh, people have reported feeling something sit on the bed. And this person that reported seeing this or feeling it turned on the lights to see who was there, but no one was except for a butt print in the bed. Where what this floor does it happen on? Four, four oh seven. Is that where the children are? Mm, that's it's true. A child. It might be. <laughs> that's really cute. That's adorable. <laughs> um. Oh, guests also wake up to someone tickling them, but no one's there. <laughs> also, a child. <laughs> Um, in 418, guests have awoken to their legs feeling like they were being hugged. A child. What's scarier than a ghost? Your mom. A child. <laughs> Tried to ruin my my my. my so go- you tell my it joke. too often. It's so funny though. It's because it's true. <laughs> she said it all the time. Three times in one video because Anthony had a child. Yeah. You're welcome. It's also horrifying. We also go to like every place that they have a room full of dolls and they're like, there's a child that haunts this room. And we're like, it's not a child because you're scared of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here's the, the best one. 428. This is where the ghost cowboy is pacing at the end of beds while people sleep. And only female guests will wake up to him kissing their foreheads. This is also the guy that we think is the one that's on the fourth floor that steals people's jewelry. It's the cowboy. It's the cowboy. Yeah. Why would that like duty duty head do that he wouldn't that's why he's lying that's what i'm saying i i agree with you (laughs) okay so there's also a ghost of a man named paul who was a reliable maintenance man who worked for the hotel for 10 years one of paul's responsibilities was to enforce the 11 p.m curfew so people will hear a man in different parts of the hotel say get out around 11 p.m one time there was a construction worker who was working in one of the rooms and around 11 p.m. he thought he heard someone tell him to get out, but he ignored it. And then he felt someone physically nudge him towards the door, like pulling his arm. And also the lights will flicker on and off around 11 p.m. too. Because Paul's like, it's fucking bedtime. It's your problem. Schedule. We're off schedule. Y'all so my rowdy. <laughs> That's funny. She stares at me and she's like, it's 11 o'clock plus be asleep, Bob. You have to, Bob. Your dog or my dog? My dog. Oh, my dog does the same thing. Well, your dog doesn't sleep in a crate, so she can't put herself in the crate, you know? That's true. Your dog can put herself into wherever. Yeah. My dog is like, I would like you to put me in the crate now. Thank you. (laughs) That's really My sleep doesn't have to be impacted by yours. Thank you. So people have also seen shadows come out from walls. Towels will come off of the towel hangers. TVs will turn on and off by themselves. Hangers will move in closets. TV volumes will go up or down. And the TVs will turn on and off when you get up to turn them on. And then they'll turn off. And then they'll turn off when you turn them, turn like get up to turn them on. So whatever. You think if we had enough static electricity, we could turn the TV on without touching the button to turn it on? Probably. (laughs) You think that's how that happens? Like a ghost is just... They yes. like Chidori the TV. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> Problem solved. All right. There is also supposedly a little girl named Lucy that has no but connection... of course. 
Lucy, I'm home. There's always a room full of children toys in the, a child that supposedly has no place to go. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, every place. Every place. I don't know. Like, we don't know where she came from. Maybe her name's Cotton Eye Joe. Where did she come from? Where did she no, go? Her name's Lucy, isn't it? Where did she come from? Cotton Eye Lucy. It's probably yeah. Emily. They're all Emily. Elizabeth, Sarah, no, Lucy, Emily. Little Emily. Girls. Little girls that haunt places. Apparently, their all name is fucking Emily. Okay, let's just shop this for a second. What do you always tell me when you want to die? That I'm going... I'm not going to be a child, though. <laughs> you don't know that! I'm going to be Maybe. a duty head. I'm going to make myself look like something that crawled out of hell. I'm just saying that if we go to any other fucking places and there's a, a ghost child named Emily... I'm just going to call you out right then and there and be like, stop haunting this place. I would be in the conjuring house, number one. (laughs) Number two, I would not be a child. It would be way better than that. You know? You also said that you would only reincarnate to fucking sound like a child running up and down a hardwood floor in my house, too, without shoes on. like the uh, guy from Deadpool, where his feet are just smaller than the rest of his body. You, like... Wait, what? You know when he like gets his whatever cut his off arm chopped off? Yeah, and then he's got a little tiny arm. Yeah, his baby hands. It's just for feet. That's what I told you because that's way scarier than a child. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's you. It's sus. I've never seen you and, and dead you at the same time. You have. I have. Fuck. I'm okay. Anyways, this little <laughs> girl named Lucy. That is no connection to the hotel besides hanging out there. No one really knows what her real name is. It's assumed that she was a runaway or homeless girl that was living at the hotel at one point in time. People say they heard her humming. She's shown up in pictures and people on tours will see her too. She'll go through the music hall with uh, the lights and she likes to talk to paranormal investigators as well. Now, the last thing that's really cute to me is what I have named the lollipop experiment. So... Apparently, if you go on one of the haunted tours, there in the music room, a lot of children used to, you know, be occupied in the old days. So there was a woman that was on the tour and the tour guide said, all right, do you think you're good with children? And the people that raised their hands, she's like, here's a lollipop. Hold out the lollipop and ask the kids to take it. And if they like you, sometimes they fucking move out of your hand. And this girl had that happen to her. So do they just like fall into the floor? No, she said she literally was holding out the lollipop and it like was taken. Thrown against the wall. (laughs) Get that lollipop out of my face. How many licks does it take? Screw you. She's like, fuck cherry. I wanted blue. No, she said it was like slowly taken out of her hand and like held a couple inches out of her hand in front of her. And then it just like slowly went to the floor. Bet. I mean, we can. We can go there and go on the tour. Bussin, bussin. Sorry. No cap. <laughs> Bradley hates all of the gen, gen, what is, is it, gen Zers? You are a gen Z, so you I am know. not. You, Fuck you. Brad's not. Brad's too old. <laughs> I'll kill you. So you would know about the bus and bussins. I just like when they say I it do twice. not. The bus and bussin, that's bus and bussin. <laughs> you know? I hate it's you. It's not bussin, it's bus and bussin. It's even more bussing. On God? What? <laughs> that's the other one. You don't get it. <laughs> no, I don't. Because I'm not a fucking Gen Z or whatever they're fucking called. No, you are. Okay. Anyways, last Zoomer. fun fact. 
The paranormal investigators who created the Estes Method named it after the Estes Park Hotel at the Stanley Hotel because it was the birthplace of where it, it, it got created. Wow. Are you guys spooked? If you're not, don't tell me because I'll cry. Apparently the people that made it the Estes Method hate when people pronounce it incorrectly. So I think I've pronounced it every possible way. <laughs> well, I don't think I've ever like seen it written out until now. Essies. I think... I forget what else people say. I think it's Essies that's annoying. They just need to tell them specifically and straight out like, it was made in Estes Park, Colorado at the fucking Stanley Hotel, which is why we call it the Estes. Because that's how I fucking remember everything. I don't even know who people's names are unless I make up a story like that. I just know people's names. All right. For all of you that are listening, it's not Estes Method or Essies Method. It's Estes. For Estes Park, Colorado, where the Stanley Hotel is, because they were doing a ghost investigation there, and that is where the paranormal investigators created it. Did I look up their names? No, but if you watch the Sam and Colby reaction video, one of the dudes that created it is there. He talks about seeing in a rocking chair and how it's better. It's actually shocking that no one thought about that beforehand. The oh, Estes man. method? Like, doing it? Yeah. It is a little shocking. Mm-hmm. So, they did a good job. We should get one of those, like, cameras that have motion sensors and they take pictures like i'm pretty sure ed warren had one of those pictures. i would stand in front of it and do inappropriate things <laughs> save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you guys like this content? Is it your favorite? Do you want us to cover another paranormal place? If you do, you should um, let us know by telling us somewhere. If you have stories of your stay in the Stanley Hotel or Estes, Colorado, let us know by going to the show notes and clicking on the place in which you can share your stories. And I will talk about them in a future listener stories. Plus, I would love to know about your haunted paranormal experience in a place that does not seem that super paranormally haunted. So, yeah, sounds like a good time. I would stay at the Stanley Hotel. I would love to stay at the Stanley Hotel. I would love to do a ghost investigation there. talk about some, like butler dude that's in the elevator that helps you or something i don't know if that's the stanley hotel anymore (laughs) my life is a lie that's what you used to tell me yeah apparently i used to think that there was a man in the elevator that would help you go up to like the top of the the floor and he would take people's bags in a very like old timey bellhop uniform and like people would tip him and they would take his money and then people like i really like your bellhop and we like they're like we don't have a bellhop but it's just because a bellhop guy really likes existing there. Then he takes your money, I guess. Gives it to the tooth fairy to give to the children. I don't know. Maybe they got an illicit thing going on. I'm trying to find a dad joke. <laughs> What's funnier than 24? Your mom. You ready? Yeah. So Robin from Batman says, the Batmobile is starting. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Let me try this again. So, we have Batman and Robin. You ready? Mm-hmm. Robin says, the Batmail, the Bat, Robin says, the Batmobile isn't starting. And then Batman says, did you charge the battery? And Robin says, what the hell is the Terry? 
because everything they do is has bat in the middle name. Oh wait. <laughs> there we go. Got it. Boom, got him. And there's just a guy in the corner. He's like, "My name's Terry." Here, I got another one for you. Oh, okay. Why did the ma- magazine stop operating? The magazine? Yeah. Like a gun magazine or a magazine like Life? Like a uh, magazine you read. Its pages were too flippant. It had too many issues. Okay, that's that's actually a good one. <laughs> I mean, the, the battery one is, is good too, but it's like a, what is a normal muffin called? Not a McMuffin, you know? Wow. <laughs> Anyways, I was at the store and I literally heard a child and she was like, Mommy, I want the McMuffins. And she's like, no, those are called English muffins. And she's like, no, they're McMuffins. And I was like, you're a towel. Marketing. Anyways, thank you to everybody that's listening to this. We appreciate you. If you'd like to be a patron to talk to us on the Patreon Discord app and any other associated platforms, you can do so by visiting the show notes. But until next time, we are your meta kicks. Can a kangaroo jump higher than a house? Kanga, yes. Of course, houses can't jump. Jesus.